Okay, it is now 7.06 p.m. and calling the meeting to order. Commissioner Ali. Present. Commissioner Daniel. She's not muted. Can can you say present again, just so I can see if I need to check the volume? Um, present. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Agathawa. Present. Commissioner Johnson. Present. Commissioner Harris. Is in the attendees list. Commissioner Harris. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Nobis. Commissioner Rivera. Present. And Commissioner Traore. Present. Thank you. All right. Uh, with that, on to agenda item number three, reading of land, acknowledge land acknowledgement and discussion. We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations to whom which we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk. And because history is complex and time goes far, far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore Iowa City, the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work towards equity, restoration, and reparations. Next, uh, we have the approval of meeting minutes from October 7th, 2021. The only change I have is on the final page of the meeting minutes uh, with the announcements of commissioners, uh, just a project uh, better together 2030. Other than that, uh, nothing else. Thank you. Does anyone else have any changes for meeting minutes? I don't. I don't, but um, I think there are only four present today that were present for the last meeting. Yeah. So I think we'd have to abstain. No, you can still. I mean, you're, you're not, um, you're, you're just basically approving the minutes as presented. Okay. Um, yeah, so. Motion to approve. Seconded, Rivera. Okay, uh, Commissioner Ali. Yes. Commissioner Daniel. Yes. Commissioner Gathua. Yes. Commissioner Johnson. Yes. Commissioner Harris. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Rivera. Yes. And Commissioner um, Traore. Yes. Thank you. 
Next, public comment of items not on the agenda. Commentators shall address the TRC for no more than five minutes. TRC members shall not engage in discussion with the public concerning said items. Do we have anyone present here or within the Zoom meeting that would like to make any comments? If you're in the Zoom, feel free to raise your hand and we will call on you. Okay, so we do not have any public comment. On to agenda item number six, community comment on the TRC's charges, including fact-finding and truth-telling. So since we already have this um, kind of discussion on TRC's charges later, um, we can just let the community comment at this time. Oh, uh, we have cows. Um, so, currently on agenda item number six, community comment on the TRC's charges, including fact-finding and truth-telling. Do we have anyone from the public that would like to comment on this item? All right, with that, we'll move on to agenda item number seven, updates on the progress of the Fund Excluded Workers Coalition and the American Rescue Plan. Do we have anyone from the community that would like to speak on this before the commission? All right, do we have anyone on the TRC that would like to make any comments on agenda item number seven? Um. Yeah, I can go real quick. Um, I know that recently, um, so what we set it up as that we can have pushes against all of the um, like different counties. So we can push back against Muscatine County and different places. And so now, and some of these places, they've set up their own excluded workers fund. You know, it's kind of like a TRC works. You know, one TRC forms, more form more form so that's what they did um i have to look at the date exactly i think it may be tuesday or wednesday it's going to be the last um last public speaking about it so um i talked with david i'm pretty sure that they explain like expect to have a large crowd and we'll see how that goes um so and the only other thing that I would say about it is I feel like it's a it's a good it was a good it was a like it was a pretty good campaign. And one thing that I um observed from it is that I wish the um TRC was had had as much help as they had, you know, and as much support as, as they had. Because the amount of support that they had it was unwavering without any conditions and uh it, it was even like it was even so much of a like a campaign that david and emily won a human site like a human rights award for it um i'll be going to, i'll be going with them on tuesday to a breakfast that they're gonna have about it 
because I was because I was the one that wanted last shit. So, so I definitely like to just shout out to all the hard work. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have anyone else from the commission that would like to comment on this item? I uh, just want to say thank you, Eric, for the updates and keeping up with everything. And you said that this was um, Wednesday, correct? And is it around 6 p.m., I think, for the listening session? Yeah, I'll send you the information. Okay, thank you. I'll go back and look at it. I believe there's um, a like dual city council Johnson County supervisor meeting. I think it's like November 17, maybe. I'll have to look it up, but I know that that's coming up too. Or maybe it's like a work session. Maybe that's what it is. Um, according to their tentative schedule, it looks like the city council has a work session informal meeting on November 16th and then November 30th. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think it's the 11-16 meeting that they're gonna be talking with the county, the re the ARPA funds. Okay. Um, like Johnson County, Go ahead. Um, they're going to talk um, October 27th at 5 o'clock, 913 South Duke Street. And David sent me a message about it. I'm not that great at Spanish, but I do know what this word means, and it means demonstration. So <laughs> I, it, it's going to be a big, because I think it's the last one for the county. So they're going to turn out turn out really big. Eric, do you think um, we there's uh, a need for us to come up with another recommendation um, to to kind of consider and, and um, make a motion on next week based on ongoing events with um, the Fund Excluded Workers Coalition? Yeah, I think that would be a good idea because and by that time, the October 27th thing, uh, like that would have happened, and then that could be a more of an update. And I, I, and I don't think that he's, that he's going to quit. So it's always going to be a, something to update about. So I think it's something that we should have regular updates on. Um, even when they get to the point to where they make a choice and they start, you know, whatever they figure out what they're gonna do uh, with the money, and we need to call that out and say, this is what you're doing, shelter house, blah, 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 you're giving it to other nonprofits and not to the people who need it. So this is far from over, so. I'll uh, contact you a little bit later, Eric, and um, we can get in touch with the coalition and see what kind of uh, recommendation we can present next week. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, I'll see him. I'll see David on Tuesday too, as well. So yeah, so we should. So they should get up with me real soon, so we could talk about it. Awesome. Thank you. 
We now have agenda item number eight, which was a TRC framework. So um, everyone's had a lot of questions about kind of just next steps, what we're really here for, what we're looking to do going forward. Um, I'm not sure if this is um, completely confirmed yet, but there may be a work session that we have uh, at some point before the end of the year with council. But before that comes, um, best to get on the same page. I do know that uh, Eduardo is willing to do a workshop or a few of them with us if we just identify like two to three key topics we're really looking to hear about or that we want him and uh, his group to present on. So we have that as an option for one. Um, the next thing other than that, I've kind of just been reading over the resolution over the past week and just speaking very frankly, it's a lot of just like, it's tough reading it and being here now. So if we do have that work session, there's going to be a lot of clarity we're going to need on if this, if this needs to be narrowed in that sense of like, hey, this is what you wrote, but these specific paragraphs are what we want to focus on. Or these specific paragraphs, we've tried to do these things and they haven't been done. But the one major thing in here that Amel has pointed out and Chastity has pointed out as well is the most important thing is getting a truth-telling event together. So I'm really interested in those workshops with Eduardo so um, we can get more clarity on how he's done these things in the past, his experiences with them, and then try to get one together sometime in the next few weeks, whether that's at a nonprofit uh, event or in a closed meeting with them or in a public space of some sort. But likely going to have to be that way. So I think it's too difficult at this time to plan it in conjunction with the city, you know, getting the space, staffing, et cetera. So. I think it would be worthwhile um, to kind of plan right now um, times to meet in smaller subcommittees to um, kind of discuss uh, what we want to get clarity from from council. Um, I think that that would be a good idea because I don't really know what this work session is going to entail, but I think asking them as many questions related to the mandate that they approved a year ago is really important and making sure that um, we're very concise and to the point when it comes to our questions that we don't just allow um, the questions to go unanswered and stuff like that. Um, and Daphne, you can go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, so as far as meeting with the, um, the uh, subcommittees, I don't have any intention um, of having a housing committee, the members of the housing committee subgroup, take time out of their day to discuss things that should have already been figured out from the beginning of this of the TRC. Um, we don't have the power to make things happen. What questions we have is, are you gonna grant us an extension? And if so, are we going to be able to use the money you've set aside for us? And if city council answers 
no to either one of those questions, then what is there to ask further? I, I, with that, I yield. I can't say that I disagree with that um, point, but I think it's fair to see kind of how other people feel about that. And I guess that also kind of ties into the next agenda item um, too. So be before wanna... we go to the next one, I just want to note one uh, part of this resolution in particular, uh, number five on here. With the charges of the TRC set forth herein, the TRC is not required to seek approval from the city council, mayor, or city manager to set its own agenda and prioritize its activities. So just know that when it comes to a truth-telling event or anything such as that, there's no approval required. There's a copy of the resolution in the packet. It's a few pages in. But the resolution really outlines the charges and everything. I don't know what questions we'd have as that we ha can't discuss at one of these meetings or email each other about or something. What are these questions that we have not been asking for the past several months? They're just not answering us. Um, yeah. it, I think it's kind of, it, it starts to seem kind of pathetic that we keep going back to the city council with the same questions, with the same issues and the same people and things serving as obstacles. And they haven't really lifted a finger to do anything except pay lip service. I, I, I just don't see the, I, I just don't see how this helps us. Well, one of the things I thought about is because what was the date that that's supposed to happen on what like november 17th the 30th the 30th it, so we got the second man could be a totally different landscape by that point you know some people going out the door so could be a different landscape at that point so because i've been paying attention to the, the, the um, like racist and seems like a person that I don't agree with a lot. He's doing a little bit of gaining. And uh, that'd be a surprise, you know. If I see if I see Jason Glass gain some more, because I've already been seeing him that he's been gaining, that'd be a surprise to me, but we'll see. Because sometimes you don't forget things, so... You know, I don't forget, you know, the, the, all the bad comments I had to listen to from certain members of council in the past few months. So sometimes you might have to pick the last of the two evils with that I'm yield. This is Commissioner so Rivera. Would, oh. Go ahead, Daphne. I, I just, uh, thank you. I just want clarification. Would this meeting be to meet with the post-election council to get their impressions or their thoughts on the TRC? Is that the goal to meet with a, a possibly new group of people or? It would be the currently yeah. sitting council on November 30th. Okay. Um, I agree with Commissioner Daniel that I don't think that I want to 
keep trying to work with the current city council with its current makeup. Um, I think it is a waste of time, but I do think that there are other things that we can do that are productive and I think will be integral to our work. As you guys know, um, you know, I, I feel pretty strongly that th this TRC can't really do its job um, unless we start reaching out to community organizations who are already doing a lot of the work in heavy lifting and working with um, marginalized uh, BIPOC individuals in our communities. Um, and so my suggestion would be that over the next two weeks, we um, spend a lot of time brainstorming um, which organizations we would like to reach out to and partner with, and then for us to maybe send a list together to staff, and then we can all kind of decide at, at our next meeting um, who we do want to partner with as a commission and um, who might be kind of the liaison for all of those that we identify. Um, you know, I, I really envision this going to a place where, you know, we start reaching out to these organizations and say, what would it look like for us, the TRC, to co-sponsor a listening session with you and all the people that you serve? Um, how would we set that up? How soon do you think that we can do that and start kind of working out certain logistics? Um, and then I think that we can also preliminarily ask uh, different groups like, I don't know, what would you like to see with a um, million dollars that have been set aside for the TRC and for um, racial equity in our community that have otherwise not been uh, used? And, and I don't think that that needs to be the, the basis of the recommendations that we give at the very end of our report, but I think that can really help us start to um, sink some teeth into the to, to our charges and our mission. Um, and you know, I think that the suggestions that I'm making, at least in the next two weeks or four weeks, are uh, are productive and free. I'll go. This is Commissioner Gadua. I uh, I do agree with the commissioners who are saying uh, uh, right now going to the current city council. Yes. Uh, I, it might even be counterproductive. That being said, what Commissioner Rivera is saying is giving me what I have been wondering all along, the overall framework of carrying out our charges. And what I'm hearing is, and to me, that gives me some unstuckness of moving forward and either inviting groups or organizations or individuals to come to us, whatever that may be, and uh, the, we fact find from them or listen to them all, and also as outreaching to the groups and to the individuals. And like you said, uh, working with them, and they might actually be having the answers on how, uh, for example, if I'm thinking of myself in two, in three ways, in the ICCSD school district, how I usually work with them when they are, when advocating for uh, African and families, and then NISA, for African families again who survive and are victims of domestic violence. How do we go about that? And then also, as a member of the 
African communities who are outside those two areas that I've mentioned. So those are just examples. So for me, I see what I've been searching all along, the framework on how to do this. Now, then we need also to figure out the logistics of now of, uh, of a record of that how, as we go. How do we uh, get this raw information, which at later we'll work on and decide how to put it together to give to the, to the city. And yeah, that is something definitely we can do and we are able to do. And uh, of course, as we go, uh, uh, I, um, some of it is going to, there's some use of resources. So, and I think that that's one, that's, we'll answer one of the questions. There's money set aside and, they, and, uh, and resources, other resources in the space and things like that in the city, which to me, I still see it's things that we are able to do without necessarily having to go for another uh, right now, which would look like a waste of time with the current council. Uh, but then, even with all that, there is something for resolution for number six. Uh, at some point, because it's actually, it's, I'm thinking it's put as number six before number 11 for a reason. Number six shall be, the TRC shall be facilitated by an independent consultant. So that has failed twice now. Uh, so we are going ahead with number 11, but still, uh, uh, I'm thinking from the discussions we've been having from now, September 21, that we've kind of shelved that for the time being with this current city council. So I will yield as I thank uh, Commissioner Rivera for kind of giving me a light bulb moment and all the other discussions that the previous commissioners have had as far as a framework is concerned. And then, of course, we have the other little ones as we work in our subcommittees to do that, and even at an individual level. Thank you. With that, I yield. Um, one thing I really do agree on quickly here is that um, likely a waste of time, but a waste of time for a few things. One, um, it says in here, the focus of this commission is on race. The creation of an ad hoc Truth and Reconciliation Commission is in the best interest of the city and its residents. TRC is not required to seek approval from the city council, mayor, or city manager to set its own agenda and prioritize its activities. And then it lists, lists our charges as fact-finding, truth-telling, reconciliation, and getting the final report in there. So those are the parts I'm choosing to focus on, whatever happens in that November 30th meeting. Honestly, whatever, not thinking about it, not worrying about it. Um, questions to ask them. I'm more looking for them to just talk because it's them requesting that we come in, not us asking at this point. Uh, asked the questions three weeks ago, just getting a meeting on November 30th, so not waiting that long. Um, also, yeah, as, as you said, let's just worry about the community members themselves and 
yeah, just have the events outside of it, try to get some kind of testimony to bring to them. And to me, that's the only deliverable. Other than that, whatever they have to say, they can say. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, earlier in the week, I got some type, there was some type of correspondence that I had got about a guy. And he told a story about how, how he was in Johnson County Jail and the deputies assaulted him and he's still injured from the assaults. And I looked at the date on the jail uh, letter that I read. And now, like, soon after he wrote this letter, he was sent away to a different county two days later. Well, now he's all the way in Lee County, which is Fort Madison, which is a far away place from here. But he has a story that he wants to tell. So I'm going to try to get that figured out, um, whether I can send him, you know, a, a, some money and record a phone call with him or, or get him to write something else out to get more detailed about what happened. So I'm going to I'm going to see what's going on with that, because he said two Johnson County deputy sheriffs beat him and another person of color. And he said he's still going through the injuries. Yeah, so in terms of um, just following the open meetings rules, uh, we'll just be sure to defer the rest of this discussion to subcommittees if that works for everyone. Yep. All right. What, so what are we talking about our subcommittees? This is Commissioner Rivera. What are we talking about in our subcommittees? As long as the subcommittee you choose to talk to has four people or less within it, um, however you'd like to plan um, outreach to community organizations we know of, and can we, can we as a commission decide on a list, bef like of organizations that we want to work with before we do that? Yeah, we could. What we could do is I could start a list in a go in our Google Drive, and then we could add to that if you want to. I was gonna. Or do you want come to up with a list and send it to Stephanie, and then say anyone else who knows of an organization that is reaching these community members and wants to add it, then just email Stephanie with those names. Yeah, we could do that. So what we're doing is uh, inviting everyone in to discuss who are leaders of the community. Right now, we're brainstorming the the organizations that all of us know of and all of us maybe have connections with that we would like to consider at our next meeting so that this commission can decide, here's the list of organizations that we want to partner with. And then at that meeting, too, we can decide which one of us wants to formally liaise with, you, which, with each of those organizations. So at the next meeting, they'll be here? No. Oh, at so. the next meeting, we're just deciding if we want to work with them as a commission. Yeah. Right, it's kind of similar to how we did with the um, at school workers. Um, we we just picked up, like a few people out, and that's who we decided was going to go over there and be like an ambassador toward them, basically. Yeah, if any of them yeah, want to present, of course they can. But you know, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that I'm thinking that it's it's necessary for us to. Um, agree on who our, or our partners are is because I don't want us to overextend in building relationships if we as an or as a commission don't think that it's worth it, right? Like I can see there's an argument for saying, okay, let's partner with ICCSD um, because they, you know, capture students and, but I mean, maybe that's not the, the vibe of this commission and who I want to go out for. And maybe we would just want to work with IC Compassion and NISA and, um, 
and things like that. So you know, I think it's worthwhile for us to just throw as many names out there as possible, including like groups within Kirkwood and groups within the UI, and and and, and then for us to sit down and say, okay, who are the most you know interesting um, and, and important partners here, so that we can start creating a calendar or ideas of who who we can reach out to after that. That sounds like a, like we have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll send um, Steph an initial list. It obviously won't be comprehensive, but reply to that email um, with as many organizations as you can think of that could be relevant to this work. And with that, on to, oh, sorry, uh, Chastity. Um, I just have a question. Um, would it be like, I think it's great that we would um, put our own or whatever we want for the list, but I feel like there's a list of organizations out there somewhere that we could just grab onto. Um, I don't know if the city has it or the Johnson County Social Services. Um, I don't know if Stephanie might know about that. Well, I think there are a lot of lists out. Um, you know, it, it could probably get pretty long um, just because of right. how they categorize things. But I will um, search around and see what I can can locate. Okay, thank you. On that, Commissioner Rivera, I'm wondering uh, when you're thinking of whom you're working with, I'm kind of, th um, I wonder whether uh, what uh, are you thinking of information rich organizations in what we are looking for evidence of all truths and fact finding on I think now I'm thinking aloud, out loud so Sorry, because we, we, are, we are definitely not just get, we are not just getting organizations in Iowa City uh, so Sorry, can you just restate the beginning of that question? I'm trying to think, uh, so which organizations are we looking for? I guess I went back to, I had some clarity, yeah, but I, now yeah, I've I, lost I, it. I, I, I'm leaving it vague so that we can have a really big list and then we can whittle it down at our next meeting. Um, but you know, one way that you can think about it is, you know, organization, local organizations who explicitly in their mission, you know, reach out to minoritized racialized groups in, in, in Iowa City. Or we can say these are the groups and organizations or um, institutions in this community who have the widest reach uh, among those populations, even if their mission isn't necessarily geared towards those groups. Yeah. BIPOC organizations? Right. Okay. Like, yeah, like places like the Dream City, you know, places like that. They could be all, all a part of those lists. And in my announcements, I explained why that, that should probably be one that's on the list, so. The, the, I think the reason that this is important is because if we're, if we're right now not gonna have a, a, a paid facilitator, then we really need to lean on some of the manpower from these organizations to help us and woman power and non-binary <laughs> power. 
So yeah, in that case, let's do the list and then the next meeting, look to whittle that down. And just know, I mean, you don't have to only think of the list on your own. You can, of course, ask anyone else in the community what they think to get a, a better picture. Just trying to get a grasp on this. Uh, we are, we're gonna decide uh, which groups we're gonna reach out to next week. Yeah, or, or for next, next meeting. Next meeting, all right. Yeah, and of course, you can always like reach out to the person in, in advance and let them know see if they're even interested before we have the discussion i personally believe we should just invite everybody i feel like inviting everybody <laughs> would be uh everybody has truth so to invite everybody we can we can break it down a little bit uh when we get here but Hello. i feel like inviting everybody and, and saying look this is the platform we have let's use it and take this time to make sure we have everyone's attention and 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 discuss it i hear i hear what you're saying um and and i think that we can continue inviting all of these leaders to our meetings we meet every two weeks or twice a month and they can come whenever they want but i think what we're talking about is fostering relationships so that we can host some of these listening sessions in a finite amount of time we don't have unlimited time to host a million listening sessions by the time that this commission is done so I do think that we need to be strategic with the energy that we're putting into this work for free and with the time that we have. Understood. Yeah, and then to add to that, Commissioner Johnson, I'm thinking of the listening posts the city council had that ended up creating the TRC. They invited everybody. And I remember saying in one of their posts in September 2020, uh, we, we didn't have the people, and I stated that publicly, we, uh, because it wasn't targeted like what we are planning, uh, we, uh, the, uh, we know the BIPOC people are the most impacted by racial injustice yet if that day you looked at massa park you wouldn't even you get you would think we really do not have i'm just picking this as, a, as an example we don't have black people in iowa city which we know is not the real picture because it wasn't targeted it was an invite that was put there for whichever reason uh uh to me and i stated that publicly the group that would benefit most didn't come forward. So I'm thinking this is one of the different ways we are going about it and also part of the reason why TRC was, was formed. And then, like Commissioner Rivera is repeating, uh, uh, we are short on time, we are short on staffing, uh, so still, but working with what we have and the time that we have uh, i still i'm thinking it's the best way to go forward understood yeah i see commissioner dillard's hand up um i just wanted to say um i i'm i think i shared similar concerns with commissioner johnson i just i don't like the idea of us pulling a bunch of people and then choosing if anyone wants to come forward i think we should still be open to that partnership. Um, I think that's 
what I'm I'm really worried. I don't like the idea of being like, oh, we're only going to choose these 10 people, but then there's like 11, 12, and 13 that really want to work with us. I mean, I know we're on a time constraint, um, but I assume that we would still be open to whoever wants to come forward. And I yield. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I don't think, like, there's no finite number that I've heard yet to this point. I think it's, again, just more of, there's more than likely going to be more of a core group of people that are going to want to have more correspondence that are going to have more availability because we don't know also what all these other organizations have going on right now. So that's the other thing to keep in mind of it's one thing to say like, hey, we want to work with you. It's another of do you have the time for this right now? So that's just going to be uh, some remind yeah. them that we have uh, a very short window and yeah, I, I, I can understand that, definitely. Um, if we have a short window, I feel like we should move on as fast as possible. So yeah, whatever gets this process rolling, I'm about that. Uh, but yeah, I do believe also we should have it open to a lot of people because there's a lot of truth out there and I mean, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at with it as well. I appreciate those comments, and I, I don't disagree. I, I think that, um, like, I'm not envisioning us creating a moat around, you know, a core group of organizations that we're picking next week, but I, I think that my, my point is that we need to sort of have an idea of who next week we can start reaching out to, right? So um, each of us has, we can't, I mean, None of us can coordinate 10 different community organizations and be the liaison for all of those people and say, I'm going to independently start hosting listening sessions with 10 different groups, right? But like you are saying, if people are, want to work with us, then we should absolutely be open to them. Um, and so I, I don't want to um, create walls or, or uh, be a gatekeeper by any means, but I, I do think that we should identify who's, who are going to be our initial contacts and their initial relationships that we're trying to foster. How much is the city giving us for uh, advertising and reaching out to the community? We have like, I mean, Jeff um, Fruin said that we can sort of make small requests through the Office of um, Human Rights. Uh, is, that your, is that the name I, of the I office? remember, I remember, yeah. No finite number I know of, but I do know if there's um, anything that you do get in advance of clearance of funds, just keep the receipts, send them in for um, getting paid back for it. Um, if anyone needs help with anything on that in the meantime, let me know and figure something out. The, the best way to do it is if there's something that needs to be paid is to just um, contact me and I can work with the organization or the business or the printing company, et cetera, and they can invoice the city and it's just paid directly like that so that commissioners are not using their own funds to, to pay for things. So if there's a cost that's incurred, then let me know and um, we'll take care of that interesting what's one of the most successful ways of uh, reaching out to the people that we currently have with the city right now I'm not sure what you mean by like reaching out to the city or to our, people to the entire general. to everybody out there like what is our our means of that if they advertise for, for example uh, a, a festival or something like that how do sure. they go about and yeah how I mean go about doing that yeah there's a few 
different ways, but nothing I say beats a personal <laughs> invite, you know, reaching out, going to places where people are at. Um, but in addition to that, there, there would be social media. Um, I believe they're next door. Um, and then there would be um, a city news release. So, and, and you know, kind of, um, it's, it's not uncommon, at least for um, the human rights office, I mean, to, to do flyers and postcards and, you know, put them up where people go, where they'll see them, get things translated, you know, so there's a lot of so different can, opportunities. It's not really just one. So we can do that. Correct. Well. I, I yeah. love that. Phone calls, face-to-face -face visits are best, if one possible. Now, that wouldn't be by us because we're not, we, we, we would have somebody do that for us, correct? You mean like the news release and the social media? That would, yeah, that would go through um, a different division, but it would go to me and then it would go to them and then they, they push it out. I think that's great. I think that's exactly where we should go with things and push it like it's a festival. Uh, the, I feel like we're not getting phone calls and everything right now because a lot of people don't even know what we're doing right now to a certain level and degree. I, f I mean, they know what we're doing, they know we're here, but I, I feel like with all the people we had uh, <clears throat> out there supporting us, uh, I feel like we need to make sure we keep on their tap and kind of get them more involved. And is whatever ways we can promote that the city is willing to give us, to give them the opportunity to know what we're doing right now, uh, I think we need to push that a little bit further. So thoughts what are you wanting to promote that we are looking to give truth to people out there in the city any any anybody that's out there we I, I feel like does everybody actually know what we're doing right now do they know where we're at or that's how I feel like do they even have a clue that we're having this meeting right now the vast majority of people know that's my point, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. However we can, if there's festival posters everywhere talking about we're doing this and we're doing that, then we should be able to use that same method to reach out to people and hope that that works a little bit more and bring people in a little bit more. Uh, that's just my thoughts with it. Uh, yeah. Are you saying in terms of inviting people to these meetings? Yeah, Like yeah. these, uh, like twice monthly meetings? Absolutely, Okay. and at every single, Every time we have these meetings, we should have a list of people on standby because time, just like we keep saying, goes by over and over and every single week. We're always planning to plan. I worry about that a little bit because I feel like it's just getting lost and I feel like it's a, a clock, you know, an hourglass that's just every sand that drops, man. I really hope that we can uh, kind of move people People, people are there. They're, they're interested. We just got to keep their attention and keep them uh, in tune. That's where I'm at with it. So, so with that, I yield. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can definitely be sure to be more specific on it and, and get on that end. But, um, yeah, if anyone wants to have those calls uh, individually or just kind of in those subcommittees of four or less, then we can just be sure to do that. Just want to make sure we don't kind of just talking circles on this one for now, if that makes sense. Uh, Eric, sorry, did you have something? No, you've got to wait till announcements. I think it's more proper. It has something to do with this, but I think it should wait till announcements. So. All right. 
So we do have agenda item number nine, which was a discussion and vote on whether to recommend that city council extend the timeline for the TRC to fulfill its charge. So this one was deferred from last week and their public comment yeah do we have anyone from the public that would like to comment on this so before we move off from number eight oh. we have agreed that for the for next meeting to have had sent uh, various groups and organizations yes. that we can work with right. yes. okay right. thank you i'm sorry oh, to no, have moved fine. us back yeah thank you Do we have any public comment for agenda item number nine? All right, so would anyone from the commission themselves like to start on this one? Excuse me. Um, we'll have to oh, pause. Yeah, do we have to, we have to pause while he's? I, I think you're okay, as okay. long as you're, it looks like he'll be right back, so you're, I think you're fine. You're not taking any action. Okay. Um, I was kind of doing the math over here in my head. So um, the mandate for the TRC was signed <clears throat> at the end of September um, of 2020, and it, it had the TRC go until June 2022 with the report due in May 2022. Um, so I was looking at if there was two ways that we wanted to do this. Um, if we wanted to do it by like uh, requesting that they sign it officially and we start officially from their um, 1130 meeting, then the new timeline would be the sign date is November 2021. Our end date for the commission would be August 2023 and the report would be due July 2023 um, or if we wanted to have it start from when this new commission started um, which was after the pause and I believe that was in March um, I think it was around the 15th or 16th that we had that meeting with the uh, mayor and mayor pro tem um, that would have us um, ending in January 2023 with a report due by December 2022. Um, and if anyone needs me to repeat that, I can. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no worries. So um, this is about like the timelines uh, specific to if we wanted to be fair about like either starting from um, when they sign it, assuming they would sign it on the 30th, um, or if we wanted to start the timeline from when the new commission started. So um, their old timeline, uh, it was signed September 2020. The um, charges and everything. Um, the end date was June 2022, and the report from the commission was due in May 2022. So assuming they sign um, and approve for an extension, and we want to start the extension on the November 30th date, 
um, and do the exact same time. It would be um, the commission ending in August 2023 um, and the report due in July 2023. And then uh, the last option would be requesting that they start um, over from the day that the new commission um, was started, which I believe was in around mid-March. So that would be March 2021 would be the start. Um, end date would be January 2023. Um, and the report would be due in December 2022. Um, so I think that it's important if we do vote to request an extension that we're very concrete on times and why we would want to um, have those or explain for, for the reasoning for asking for these specific timelines. Um, and um, from like the conversation earlier regarding like uh, the November 30th meeting about like what we're gonna ask from council and um, I know a couple of commissioners agreed with uh, with what Commissioner Daniel said regarding uh, not really needing to ask them for anything besides you know um, just the extension or if we can use our money um, which I totally agree with and I think that um, we should still work to write up something to present to them or whatever on why we're asking for this, just to kind of validate it. Um, and I know last at our last meeting, I was very against it. Um, I didn't want to ask for the extension. I thought it was kind of a waste of time, but I have thought about it and it does make sense and it's, um, yeah, I just want to know what the rest of you guys think, especially the commissioners who weren't here the last time during this conversation, because there were only two thirds of us present. So three of us were gone. So. Well, well, I was here, but I, um, I would say that, you know, I would vote for it kind of just like you said, in the format that you have it right there, you know, just as a format, but I doubt if anything is happening. I doubt it. It might come to the fact that we might have to wait until we see some new faces around there before that even happens. Because I have to be real with myself. And I know it's one person specifically that's it's gonna be the most difficult to let it even happen. He doesn't, he doesn't even want the commission to be working right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna vote yes. Uh, that, uh, that we do that, but I don't have a lot of optimism about it. But I do like how you broke it down and gave them those options. So I will vote yes, but as far as me having confidence in, in my way to see some new faces inside that chamber. To be to be frank on, on this point of the extension, I think the only vote worth having if we're going to have a vote is whether to recommend that it's a permanent commission the whole thing about the concrete deadlines and dates, the more I read about TRCs, the more I talk to people, it just makes less and less sense. I don't understand how we're going to have a hard deadline on looking at decades, centuries of policies, you know, while stuff is currently going on on top of that, and you never know what's going to happen in the future. 
So if there's a set of recommendations put forth, then it's, okay, we have these recommendations. Those can be put off for however long. But if you have a permanent commission, then there's that permanent pushback and there is that permanent oversight. And there is also the ability to continue collecting testimonies and let the community know this is not just a one-time thing. It's over when the job is done, not when the city decides the job is done. I would like to piggyback on that. I, wholeheart I wholeheartedly agree again. Uh, I've always felt that way that we should always have a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. There should not be a deadline to it. If I had to choose and I had to choose, I would obviously pick the latest date possible because this is not something that happened overnight. So it's not something that's going to be solved overnight. There's no way for me to wrap my head around all of a sudden an incident happened so we decided to step up and then we walked away as soon as the incident died down that simply doesn't right. make sense in no way shape or form to me it's very frustrating to even think that right. we shouldn't have a truth and reconciliation commission i am mind blown at that especially i mean Let's face it with life. We, we've seen how life is. We've seen time and time again, incidents after incident after incident take place. And what do we think? It all just disappears and goes away? I don't think so at all. There's no way. So therefore, we need to make sure we're always here to stand up for those who need their voice heard. There's no reason at all to not have a Truth and Reconciliation Commission permanent. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I feel like that's quieting voices that don't need to be quieted if we're a community that's progressive that is trying to do the right thing it just simply doesn't make sense so i wholeheartedly stand by uh extending as long as we can if not permanent i i definitely and the commissioner dillard's hand up and then i would like to go after and that, that. And I just, I want to make the point really quick that um, just for, and maybe this is a clarification, on the agenda it says uh, the recommendation that City Council extend the timeline for the TRC to fulfill its charge. Um, so I don't think that unless we want to make a different agenda item next time, wouldn't we have to just talk about that stuff? since it's just, it's very specific to extending the timeline only. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe you could, I mean, there, I guess there could be a motion where it would extend the timeline in, indefinitely or something like that. Okay. Um, but, but other than that, yeah, I think for public notice, if you wanted to make it a permanent board, the public should be given a little better notice. But yeah, I, I still think with how the agenda item is written, if you, you know, just put indefinitely. I think that would probably still work. Okay. Um, Commissioner Dillard, if you want to go ahead, and then um, Commissioner Rivera. Um, I just had a, cl a clarifying question for this. Um, this vote on whether to recommend to the City Council, when would this go to the City Council? Is that in two weeks from Tuesday? Well, technically, it would be part of your draft minutes. So, I mean, they would see those because the draft minutes are published in information packets. But um, they, so since they didn't look, they deferred our minutes, do you think that that would mean that they probably would wait till the 30th? I don't know if I know what you mean by deferred their minutes. They, like, didn't, I thought that they didn't vote on approving or looking at them. 
and wanted to wait till the 30th. Well, I, I mean, technically, minutes, when you make recommendations to the city council, technically they don't go onto their formal agenda until those minutes are approved by the TRC. So it would technically, they wouldn't be on a council formal agenda under consent until after your next meeting where you would approve the minutes from tonight. And then it looks like the council would meet again on November 16th. November 6th? 16th. 16th. So it, it would be a part of their agenda for that, that meeting, those approved minutes would be. Now, now, whether there's any action or anything that comes of that, I mean, that's in their purview. They would be part of their packet. Thank you for the clarification. The point that I wanted to make is, um, you know, I don't think that it needs to be an either or thing. I, I think that we can say um, logistically that there needs to be an end date for the ad hoc truth and reconciliation commission because, I mean, none of uh, the nine of us can or, or should be on this commission forever, right? I think that other people should filter in and we should have a plan for that. Um, I agree absolutely that there should be a permanently installed Truth and Reconciliation Commission to do this work and continue to make recommendations and continue to liaise with organizations that hopefully we're going to build partnerships with. Um, I think that with whatever timeline um, we decide on as a commission, um, when we make that recommendation to City Council for here's what we'd like an extension for the ad hoc truth and reconciliation for, we, we need to also submit a rough timeline or projected timeline of what we hope to accomplish in that time or else they're never going to grant us that time. Us saying we need more time but we don't have a plan for how to, how to use that time is, is, going to, is not going to work very well for us and so we need to have an idea of and the function, the structure of this commission and how we're gonna do our work, which is I think why we need to have some other ideas in place before we submit that recommendation. If we, and I hope we do, make a, a, um, a recommendation at the same time to that um, a permanent TRC is created after the end date of this ad hoc Truth and Reconciliation Commission, we also need to submit new charges and a new mission, um, at least as recommendations or suggestions for city council um, uh, so that you know, we're creating is we're we're putting the least amount of effort on them as possible, um, so that they can just kind of say yes. Hopefully, yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, it sounded like we had a plan. Uh, that's all. I, I feel like we already had a plan that's kind of in play, and that's a plan that doesn't sound like to me it, it can't be repeated every time. If we are always, if we always have this platform. I feel like whatever groups throughout whatever time need to come in have the opportunity. And that, that, that's why I feel like just inviting people in, if we have a longer extended period of time or unlimited period of time, then every, every time we have a meeting is when we can uh, give people an opportunity to let their voice be heard every single time. And I, I do agree that we shouldn't, there's nothing permanent about us or anything along those lines, but I, I believe that to put your heart and soul into something and make sure you stick with it for X amount of time will give a lot more opportunity for things to get done. Uh, but a time frame of, of changeover is, that's appropriate, I mean, that's appropriate for everything, but uh, at the same time, uh, having people who have been on for X amount of time can be very helpful in passing a torch. And 
for example, those of you who've already been on uh, for uh, since the beginning, uh, you guys are extremely helpful when it comes down to knowledge and and how to and all of the above for anybody that's stepping in like we did. And uh, I feel like that's that's the most helpful is to kind of keep a few of us on there and then pass on the torch to make sure that we don't get agendas in the mix more than anything else. And that's that's what I'm worried about. I don't want things that get replaced only to get died down, to get pushed under the carpet, to disappear. That's the one thing that I'm worried about more than anything else, because it seems like it's, it's gotten pushed in that direction, and every time we have to bump a meeting down or discuss something again later, it gets easier and easier for that to happen. So that's my only fear with that. But I respect and understand your thoughts, and I appreciate them. Cow's uh, uh, had a hand up a while. I don't know if y'all saw that. Say again? So Cal's had a hand up for a while. Yes, Cal, did you have something? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, okay, she's... Um, I think Commissioner Dillard had her hand up a while ago as well. Or, sorry, Daniel. Yeah. Commissioner Daniel, did you have something? I did not. <clears throat> I guess just to close out the conversation on this, sounds like we're still not in a place to make a um, concrete decision between us, but I think that we can just use um, the community groups we do talk to and ask them their opinions on how long they think it should be. Uh, that, could that could give us more backing in terms of the timeline. But regardless of what action we take, I think their hands are tied and that it's not going to be an easy decision for council regardless because yeah. again it says in here whereas the city council recognizes that for truth and reconciliation process to be meaningful it must include bold action to confront privilege stimulate difficult conversations etc also goes on to say that trc shall be facilitated by an independent consultant funded by the city with expertise in group facilitation and human rights i want to really note funded by the city um so again um the way that this is written this is not successful in any way whatsoever unless those two things especially are done so if this comes to a conclusion without those two things happening kind of uh well for the political side of it doesn't bode very well also not spending very much or anything of the million set aside also doesn't look very good so it's less on so, us more on them it's not easy for them so the longer yeah. they wait the tougher it is on them yeah i would like to hear why they don't want a truth and reconciliation commission at all i i would love to hear that oh because um, two people left I gotta be frank it's about a pain that. in their ass. I mean, let's just be honest, right? Like, this is That's a lot of extra. <laughs> and you know what? I'm kind of glad we're talking about this because I don't really know what's going on. So why exactly? We don't have to name names, but two people left the commission or two people like were they voted off or did they choose to leave? They resigned. But this has nothing. One was, yeah, this has some, yeah, we can't talk, yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we move on to the next agenda uh, item? Just, uh, just a moment before we move on. Yeah. Just to to go back to what uh, Chair Trory 
was saying to wind up, I just don't want us to lose a piece of what Commissioner Rivera said, that uh, before we even ask for an extension to really uh, put down, to lock in the, our timeline on and the activities that we are do the the activities that we are doing, the timeline, and the expense, so that that justifies what Commissioner Ali was saying. We are clear on what we are going to ask for, and then based on our yeah. timeline, the activities and the budget, and that kind of also addresses the points, Commissioner Traore, you've talked about because it ties in our charge and the needs that go that they what we need to carry out that charge which includes the budget and the use of of the city funding and the need for a facilitator so i didn't want us to lose that so that we're not just going and talking wildly to the council Thank you. I yield. Yeah, um, that's all well and good. We can definitely do it in that way. Let's just remember again, there's no guarantee that they take any budget or whatever it is. So less about what they're going to do, always, more on what yeah. we would like to see. So. Yeah, I, I always just think of something and it makes me just reflect more. So this is going to be quick and short, but it makes me reflect more. Like, why do we have a deadline to go see about the racial and social injustice they've been doing without a deadline. They've been doing it for hundreds of years. So why would you have a deadline to stop it? But they have unlimited time to do this. <laughs> to the social and racial injustice has been going on forever. They don't have a, a, a deadline for that. And with that, I'm here. Just an answer to that uh, from what I've looked at. Truth uh, TRCs uh, and I usually usually have a time limit, and um, and I'm thinking that's where the our city council was coming from, and I'm thinking that's something we can recommend at the end of our facts that we would want a permanent one and also uh, justify and looking. But from what I've been looking at, TRCs are usually not permanent. But they are, we already have a lot of arms that deal with racial injustice. They just haven't worked. And that's the evidence we are collecting. I, last I counted, I think we had like seven or six centers of justice in the county. So, and with that, I'll stop so that I, my point was just that they usually have a time limit and it's, they are given a time limit so, and right now, <laughs> we have one, and it's, yeah. I think in the interest of, um, so the way the agenda item's written, I guess we could just choose to have this discussion at another time, so it doesn't sound like we're going to come to a consensus, and don't want right. to just decide this on yes or no votes, when it sounds like there isn't um, a concrete decision on whether to go for a specific timeline, or rather indefinite. Right, I agree. Does that sound good to everyone? Just continue this. Can you maybe time? do a motion to just defer the agenda item to a later time, and that way the record's a little clearer as to the, what the um, group wanted to do? 
like to make, to make a motion to defer this agenda item for another time. Second. Uh, Commissioner Ali. Yes. Commissioner Daniel. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Dillard. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Gathawa. Yes. Commissioner Johnson. Yes. Commissioner Harris. Yes. Commissioner Novis. Yes. Commissioner uh, Rivera. Yes. And Commissioner Traore. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Agenda item number 10, discussion and vote whether to do a request for proposals for a facilitator for the TRC. I uh, just want to give the community a chance to comment on this before we continue. Okay. Um, so whether to do a request for proposals for a facilitator for the TRC. Uh, how are we get a facilitator? I don't really care how it's done, whether it's an RFP, whatever, as long as we have people that are willing to help um, guide the efforts of this and make a repeatable process, then that's cool yeah, with me. I don't know that, Stephanie, do, is it required that anyone hired by a commission has to be brought in by an RFP? No, does not re require. Um, that, but what I will say is any agreement that the TRC wants to enter into with a facilitator would still be within the purview of the city council to either approve or not approve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the thing for the proposals is uh, it might hold more weight to rather get the community groups or leaders in and working with us first and then put the request for proposals out afterwards. So it's one thing to deny someone from an application if they haven't engaged directly with that work, but if they're currently working on it and proving that they can do it, that's much harder. So, and that also stops us from waiting the, looks like minimum of around seven to eight weeks to get through that process anyways. When I calculated yeah. it out, just looking at a calendar, I think the, um, at the earliest, it would be on, if you look at the second to last bullet point, prepare council packet materials, take to council for approval and purchase order. You, you would probably be looking at January 18th when I looked at their meeting schedule and then kind of mapped out these time figures that were put in the parentheses. Oh. Yeah, just bring the community members in, bring community leaders in, start working with them, do the RFP stuff in, in tandem and send it out because otherwise we just wait for the facilitator that's it's just pointless they've turned out two of our facilitators yeah. correct no they ex accepted one turned down the other and one of the members eduardo is um volunteering now to help yeah so i don't yeah as long as we don't need to get well rfp I mean, I'm done with this. It just, it's whatever ideas you guys have, so. You know, I think a number of commissioners might disagree with me on this and that's okay, but I, I really don't, um, I, you know, I think that if we're able, like you are saying, to sort of organize a, a way to get a um, facilitator 
um, in tandem during, as we're already sort of doing the work, then that's fine. But um, I certainly don't think that we need to make this sort of the next goalpost before we start doing the work. Um, exactly. It's 10 months into the creation of that Hawk Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and all we've really accomplished is trying to figure out what our mission is, trying to figure out a decorum of structure, trying to figure out um, what our budget's going to be, trying to figure out our facilitator, and, and we haven't really done anything else. Um, and so I, I want to spend as little time talking about facilitator as possible moving forward. I agree. I agree. I, agree. I absolutely agree. I feel like constantly looking for a facilitator is wasting time. I agree yeah. with that. Absolutely. We, we are all adults, and we need to be professional adults when we're having discussions amongst each other. It, whatever we have to do to do it, let's just do it. If it means we got to yeah. cut a mic or something like that and, and say, look, X amount of time, this is the time you get. You don't get the runoff because you're friends with anybody or anything like that. No. You cut it off right at the, right at the source, and then you move on. We, we have real important issues to really take care of. And discussing about somebody to help us do it every time is definitely not the way. I, 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 nope. I hope we don't nope. get stuck on it anymore at all. Let's, nope. let's move. Nope. Use the people that's willing to help us. They don't want any money. And the people that's willing to help us, that's it. I don't want to go through that. And one of the main reasons is when it didn't work, I was sitting right there next to Mohammed, and I could just see the defeat on his face. Like, I was up to 3 o'clock in the morning, and these guys just, so, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it no more. You want to just defer this one, then, in that case, sounding like? Yep, so we could figure out a more concrete oh, sorry. statement. Uh, Daphne? Well, I, I, sorry, why do we keep deferring? I, I'm like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been quiet the past few meetings because I don't want to add more to the conversations because the conversations are taking a long time and we're talking about the same things over and over. So um, maybe next uh, meeting, I might propose for the agenda um, some kind of conversation that will just come to some kind of definitive answer on certain things like we just have to make decisions and keep going like it's kind of one of the reasons why we keep going around and around is because we aren't making those decisions um and that's just my opinion though like i know that uh you know other folks might feel differently about it but um we need to be bold and we just need to um you know do what we need to do and uh, regardless of whether or not the city council agrees with us or not, like we're not politicians. We're here for a very different reason. And we need to stick to the very mission of truth and reconciliation, which is allowing people to testify and then uh, letting them speak about different issues, uh, you know, um, that concerns them in different uh, realms. And um, I don't think we really need subcommittees to do that. Like we could literally just set up a series of meetings um, on different issues that affect people like sustainability, like education, like policing, um, and just go to the community and ask people to speak and then put together a report after that. And yes, it would be great to have the fancy folks to do that for us, but I mean, 
I just, I can't keep doing this. It's getting very frustrating. Um, and I, I just want to be honest about it. I, I can completely I, I agree with all of that. But I just want to say again that I think that yes, the truth telling events, et cetera, have to happen, but it's pointless to go to something and just tell people to come to speak because we're more than likely going to get one person, two, two people, or no one because we don't have that trust or recognition in the community. Because the, what it takes for someone to just come out publicly and just speak like that, knowing it's gonna be recorded, knowing it's going to be brought in and in public archives for good, that's a lot. So we need to make sure we're connecting with these community groups first having their leaders actually ask uh, them to do so or help us set up the events and go that route. And the other thing is in terms of the recordings, we need, you know, where are we storing these things? Who actually is doing the recording with us? Because the city wants it to be city staff or whoever it is. But I personally think that that is a no-go for probably 90% plus of the people that would want to participate. Who wants to talk bad about what the government has done to them directly to the government that has done bad to them and think that it's actually going to change something. We all do that all the time. So they're going to want to speak to someone independent. <coughs> so there's some logistic things, have to figure those out, but the real thing is building that rapport, trust with the community leaders. Commissioner Daniel has her hand up. I would like to give her an opportunity to speak. Yeah, because we should go. So thank you. and. Yes, um, well, I, I don't want us to go into the politics or talking about people or doing any of that. That's, this is not the forum for that. What, what I'm trying to get to is, is the problem with the commission? It is, uh, what can we do to, to fix the problem if it is with us? If the problem is with the overall structure, um, like the structure of the TRC was ill-conceived and doesn't, in theory, it works, but in practice, it doesn't. We should look at that. But if the problem is really personal feelings or the politics surrounding this, we should recognize that we can make all the decisions we want, but it's not going to change those personal grudges. It's not going to change the politics. The politics changes with elections. The personal grudges changes when people grow up. So I, I do think sometimes we're taking it upon ourselves, like we're kind of hard on ourselves. Like we're not making decisions and people don't have faith in us. They don't know what we do. But I, we I don't aren't, know. We aren't the city council. We're, we're separate from them. No, I, I, I understand we're separate from the city council, but there seems to be a lot of issues there I, between oh, yeah. sorry, members I was saying that in support for what you said. Sorry. Oh no, that, that's just I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't know what the what the problem is, but I'm I kind of feel like we're all kind of taking it upon our like on the commission, like, and I think we're putting too much pressure and things like I don't I don't know I I just as I'm listening to I kind of feel bad that we couldn't, we haven't been able to do more, but I also recognize maybe the problem isn't with us. Um, and with that, I yield. 
And, and just to be mindful that the discussion is steering around whether or not a facilitator would assist or not with some of the things that uh, Commissioner um, Nobis has mentioned, Commissioner Daniel, just wanting to make sure that it's in the context of whether or not a facilitator could serve in, in a capacity that would either assist or it's not necessary uh, for the TRC to pursue. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Steph. Thank you, Stephanie. And just to tie my comments in with the focus, what, what I was thinking is if, the, if there are issues and we've identified them and the facilitator can help with those issues, that's a reason to say we need the facilitator. But if the issues are not ones that the facilitator can even help with, then that also something that's something we just need to think about. But it sounds to me, at least, it sounds like most of our problems with facilitator would probably do a good job at, at helping us solve. Do we all honestly? And with that, I yield. I'm sorry. Do we all honestly believe we need a facilitator? That's or? what I was going to bring up. Thank you for bringing it up. Right. I, 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 um, right. I was going to yeah. suggest that um, I think we table talk about a facilitator until like a majority vote that we add that subject back to. The, the agenda. Um, I think that if we, again, engage key community partnerships, you know, they can act as many facilitators that help connect us with communities, right? We lean on them to help us. Um, and then we also have Ed Eduardo and his team, you know, advise us in um, helping us steer and, and keep guiding our work. But, you know, I think that if we have those two things in place, then we probably don't need a facilitator and we can just keep working until we decide, hey, we're really missing this role. Let's bring the facilitator back into discussion and decide what we want them to do and how soon we want them to do it. So my suggestion, it's not a motion at this point. I think that we should have more discussion, but I think that we just stop talking about the facilitator until we decide that we need it. Chastity, do you right. have Yeah, Chastity, go. Um. I was actually going to talk about things that um, Stephanie pointed out are not part of the agenda, but back to the facilitator discussion. Um, I think, I actually think that we could use a facilitator, but it's not imperative right now. Um, I, I think there are definitely aspects of facilitator that Kearns and West was going to provide for us that would be very useful in the end, um, especially putting the uh, recommendations and proposals together. So. As long as we're not taking it off the table forever, um, I'm okay with moving forward with um, just pushing it to the side for now. Yeah. What, what, what role are we exactly wanting the facilitator to fill? Honestly, I, I think that that's a reason to put it off to the side for now of that fact of need the community members to actually come in and speak on it, because risk that stonewalling once again, et cetera. But, um, the only reason we do need a facilitator is because of the way that the resolution is written. It's required that for it to be fulfilled, there has to be an independent consultant that's a facilitator uh, working with the TRC. Okay. So it has to be at, in mind at some point before it's over so we can still bring in people from the community, have them work with us, do the RFPs, et cetera. Don't have to make the concrete decision on how we get one now, but we have to have one before we're done. But the city doesn't want us to have. They don't want to hire one. Outside. So at the very end of our work, we say, listen, we had all of these key community group leaders facilitate us. We list them all out. And we list Eduardo and say, these were our facilitators. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, then at that point, it's on them for how much they want to pay them, because that's the other key part of that resolution number. They have to also pay them. They have to pay them. So bring in, again, as many people as possible, et cetera. But, yeah. Um, what was the reason why before they didn't want uh, the... Uh, not at all. It was just it was because of the pricing. There are four or five different ones. Uh, the pricing, the con the contracted amount was agreed to. The people themselves were not agreed to. So it's not about the money. It's about whatever else it was. So. Um, and, and because it wasn't just the case. Yeah. So does anyone have anything else regarding this lot that? last yeah. agenda item yeah, before we move on to commissioner and staff oh. comments announcements i mean sorry <laughs> no all right okay because of how this item is Have set up i that. think you know if the commission doesn't want to pursue at this time a request for a proposal for a facilitator then there'll still be a vote on that Okay. It doesn't mean that you can't come back in two weeks and say, you know what, we want to reevaluate that. It, it would just be taking a motion on whether to do a RFP for a facilitator for the TRC as of your feelings tonight. Okay. okay. I'd like to make, this is Rivera. I'd like to make a motion that we defer a vote and discussion on a facilitator until majority of the commission decides that we need to revisit this, this subject. Commissioner Ali seconds. Okay, and I just want to clarify, considering whether the TRC needs a facilitator is different than whether the TRC wants to consider a facilitator using the RFP process. Consider. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, really the motion would just be looking at whether or not you want to consider a facilitator as of this meeting this evening using the RFP process. Can I take back my motion? Um, I move that, I'd like to make a motion that we, um, at this point, don't submit a request for proposals for a first facilitator for the TRC. Second. Okay, big roll call. Uh, Commissioner Ali? Yes. Commissioner Daniel? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Dillard? Yes. Commissioner Gathua? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Johnson? Yes. Commissioner Harris? Yes. Uh, let me see, hold on. I want to make sure we have everybody. I don't see one of them. Um, Commissioner Nobis? I don't. She's up. I don't see anyone in the attendees. Yeah, it dropped off. Okay. Um, Commissioner Rivera? Yes. And Commissioner Traore? Yes. Okay, motion passes 8-0. Now on to agenda item number 11, announcements of commissioners, staff, TRC members shall not engage in discussion with them, one another concerning said announcements. Um, so I want to start with a um, letter that um, thank you to Eduardo Gonzalez for one, um, but helped connect us with the Mali T uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Mali is the, my family's home country. Um, Eduardo's there right now. 
And so the president of their TRC sent a letter that we just received earlier this morning. So it reads, Dear Mr. Traore, I am honored to address this letter to you as president of the Commission of Truth, uh, Verite, Justice et Reconciliation du Mali, so Truth, Justice and Reconciliation of Mali, to express to you my brotherly feeling and wish that success crown the work of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Iowa City that you preside over. The Mali's CVJR was set up in 2015 to investigate the facts and root causes of the violent crises that have affected Mali since the beginning of its independent life. Our job has consisted of receiving more than 22,000 testimonies in all regions of our country. We have worked with civil society to produce an effective redress policy, and we have held public hearings to listen to the voices of victims. In 2022, we will publish our final report with our main findings and recommendations, and we'll finish our job. I was able to learn about the creation of your TRC thanks to our professional relationships with the expert Eduardo Gonzalez, whom we have known since the beginning of our work and who is a part of the nation community of legal experts transitional from the United States. Through the news media, we receive painful information about, raceful, about racial discrimination in your country. From our country, Mali, we have fraternal links with the African diaspora, violently uprooted from our continent, the era of slavery in which continues today, and the drama of refugees and in the experience of migrants. Be assured that throughout your task, so important for your city and your country, you will always count on our experiences and our fraternal support. Regards, Usman Umaru Sidibe, Commander uh, de l'Ordre National, Commander of the National Order. So with that, uh, a few things just want to point out. One, they started in 2015, and they're just finishing in 2022. I think that's important in the fact that Mali didn't fall to the French until the 1890s and didn't become its own country until the 1950s. Compare that to how long the United States has been around and how long that we have for our commission. Next, 22,000 testimonies worked with civil society, so that means people in power. And that's important as well of the presidents and people in power that, uh, in Mali for years and years and years, lots of issues, corruption, two coups in the last year, a coup and something else that some people may not want to call one. Um, but through all of that, seven years, they're going to finish and we have them to lean on in terms of support, asking questions, how it's gone. And I think that's just one really important thing to remember. And especially to just compare that to where we are now. But what, what it really is just continually confirming for me is that This is something I, I kind of wanted to wait a while to say, but better sooner rather than later, starting to get more questions about it. I don't believe that this has to be something completely tied to city council or to the city government. This reading that they're working with civil society, you don't exactly have to be with some great government or have the best relationships, whatever it is, to move forward and do the job. If people show up, then it's gonna get done. You can only resist the people for so long. That's why the last president of Mali 
a year ago was taken out of power. Eventually the people speak and everyone listens. So just, yeah, keep that in mind and um, don't let whatever little things happen here and there, get us down on it, disbanded, whatever it is, you decide to leave, whatever it is, completely understand. But also just know that that doesn't mean the job is ever over. And with that, I yield. This is Commissioner Rivera. As uh, we're heading into the cold season, um, I'd just like to remind my fellow commissioners in the community to keep in mind the organizations in the community who are um, specifically servicing our unhoused neighbors. Um, I see uh, mutual aid, uh, shelter help, some <laughs> different ways to reach out to um, our unhoused neighbors um, who are at really great need during the winter time. So um, be paying attention to what their needs might be. Thank you. It's Commissioner Johnson. Uh, right now, I am in a process of getting things squared away business-wise. Uh, however, is, as soon as things are settled, uh, every avenue that we possibly can to help the community is the direction that we're heading in. And uh, however we can help out, we are always here and willing and have a small little Core, core group that is willing to push forward and help our community a little bit more. We're, we're just going to be growing as we go. So uh, we always have a headquarters to work in. If we don't have this facility or anything like that, we always have uh, any, any, any facility that I have, I, I'm willing to make sure that we can uh, use that to help fight forward and do what we have to do to make things a little bit easier. So that's all I have right now. Um, this is um, Eric Harris. Um, so I was going to make this comment earlier, but I feel like it was more of an announcement, but it would have helped with the conversation that we were having about how we're going to gather people or, what, or where we're going to find people. Or we don't want to get too many people or, or who, how we're going to get them. Are we going to use flyers? Are we going to you know, use advertisements? Well, something has happened with me that will help um, really great with what we're trying to get done. So um, earlier this week, um, I was offered a job position at the Dream Center as the fatherhood life coach. That means I will facilitate a weekly group with about 10 guys and help them mediate things that they may have going on in their life, whether it's court battles, whether it's trying to see their children, and of course, while I work there, I'm going to say, I'm going to look for people that have gone through things and try, you know, to get them to help us with the videos. I made the pledge um, a few weeks ago that we're going to have to start doing this on our own. And so that's why I decided to take this job. Um, I started in the first week of November, and I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to talk with Fred about you know, do, do we have any loopholes to jump over? If, you know, these guys are my clients, will I be able to get, I'm going to talk to them just to make sure that I can get, because some of these guys, you know, they got, you know, like, they got, they got criminal things going on. They have family law things going on. 
they can't find jobs, they can't find apartments, and they need help with that. So, so, uh, so I'm proud to announce that, and I'm also going to do everything I can to be able to help us find the people that we need to talk to. And with that, I yield. Anything, Steph? Uh, no, before we oh, go to Steph. I think we have Looks Daphne. like Daniel, though. Oh. This is Commissioner. Uh, uh, yes, um, Daphne first. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Gaffawa could, could, uh, could go. Okay, thank you. I have three announcements. One is that uh, a team of from the African Community Network, we are still going ahead uh, in planning how we will collect facts and truths from the African communities. Uh, we continue with our weekly meetings which happen on Sunday at 3 p.m. The other, my other announcement is in relation to the TRC work. Uh, yesterday was, uh, I came from Kenya, moving into our city. Yesterday, Kenya celebrated what we call Mashujadi. In Swahili, that means Heroes Day or Freedom Fighters Day. These are the people who fought, and a lot of them died. And that is why our flag has red in it, because of the blood that was shed by these heroes. And green is for life, the freedom that we have. Black is for our skin color. White is our international boundaries, because we are a republic. 63 years ago, Kenya became independent. We fought oppression and colonization from the British and from the white man. So as I serve in the commission, I remember even in my current home today, I and the children that I've brought up in Iowa City are still fighting that. And Right now, Kenyans in diaspora, the majority of them, you'll find them wearing the Kenyan flag. To remember that, and to remember that uh, the injustice and the oppression based on skin color still continue in the world uh, for people who are not white. My other announcement is October is uh, domestic violence. Awareness Month, and uh, next week we are coming to the end of uh, the Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and there are three events that are, uh, we are closing with, and when I talk of closing, it's the partners and allies who form the Coalition of Domestic Violence in Johnson County. The first event is on 27th. This is by Mansoon organization which, uh, which uh, gives services to survivors 
who identify as Asians. And on 28th, we have an award ceremony at the public library. This is by the major domestic violence intervention program. And on 29th at 6 p.m., this one I already forwarded to the commissioners through our staff. Uh, uh, we are having, NISA is having an event, an online discussion, a Zoom discussion, led by our youth in turn. And the major targeted audience is our young male youth because it's documented in the world. Sexual violences, uh, the statistics are higher as far as males are concerned. So we, for the future, we target the young male. And, uh, but everyone is welcome in the discussion because we can all learn something from each other. With that, I yield. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to uh, make a couple of quick announcements, if, if that's, if I can take, if I can have the floor. All right, go ahead. Okay. Um, so tomorrow marks the second annual <clears throat> uh, Katie Day of Service, named after, um, well, dedicated. Iowa Supreme Court Chief Justice. Uh, you, you went out kind of, um, Commissioner Daniel. I don't know if you can. That was a very progressive. Uh, the, we still can't hear you that good. Graduated from that's where he got his law degree. So there's a lot of information. Commissioner. Is it from here? No, it's because it's, it was fine and then it just. Commissioner Daniel. Can, can you start over and maybe, I don't know, it sounds like something changed on your end and it's very difficult to hear you. It's, it's almost a whisper. Daphne, can you hear me? Commitment to public service. And um, at that really- I don't think she- I don't think hear. she can hear us. Yeah. Mike thing isn't moving. <laughs> She'll answer my phone call. A signal, signal to her. We can't, can't hear you. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. No, no, we can't hear you, but. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, if you start, if you start doing the announcement now, you're good. Okay, um, we'll consider that like a dress rehearsal. So uh, tomorrow, October 22nd, is the Mark S. K Mark S. Katie Day of Service. And the Katie Day of Service was dedicated to the late Iowa Supreme Court Justice, uh, Justice Mark Katie, who unexpectedly died, he died very suddenly, on November 15th, 2019. And he's best known for the 09 decision um, that he wrote 
it, and it was a unanimous court decision that legalized same-sex marriage in the state of Iowa. Um, Justice Katie was very committed to public service, and Drake Law School, which is his alma mater, has a variety of Katie Day projects that they have on their website that um, people can take a look at. And those projects range from legal clinics to food drives for people and pets. Um, so it's worth checking out. And at the, Justice Katie's uh, commitment to public service also ties to um, the sad news that Jan Rutledge, a Iowa city attorney, um, she passed away uh, recently. And she spent nearly 40 years at Iowa Legal Aid as an attorney. She was very instrumental in establishing Iowa Legal Aid's housing advocacy, including some very pivotal pivotal cases in the 80s um, and early 90s regarding segregation and subsidized housing. Um, the press citizen really got it right when they said that Jan never he hesitated to remind us a full and fair education is perhaps the most potent tool there is for breaking the chains of generational poverty. Because by the time I joined Iowa Legal Aid, she was known as the education law guru and so um i wanted to announce that her, her passing and then also um say r.i.p and really uh I, I i want to honor her memory um and then i i want to tie this all in by saying october 5th was world teachers day and i didn't say anything at our last meeting because I was here. So I just wanted to say it's an, it's an official UNESCO holiday and I want to thank all the teachers for all they do. Um, and with that, I yield. Thank you, Daphne. Oh, thank you. Kevo's got one more announcement. Sorry. Um, but I just also uh, forgot to mention that October is um, Filipino American Heritage Month. So holla at the Filipinos in our community, um, and uh, they're great, and I think you all should appreciate them. Thank you. <laughs> holla. Uh, Steph, no announcement, right? Motion to adjourn. Seconded. Second. I second. Cool. And right. with that, Bye, we're Daphne. adjourned.